Apollo 13 flight controllers, listen up. Give me a go, no go for launch. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Bio. We're go flight. Guidance. Guidance go. Surgeon. Go flight. Ecom. We're go flight. GNC. We're go. Tell me. Go. Control. Go flight. Ten. Nine. Ignition sequence start. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Zero. All engine running. Welcome to episode 9 of The Basement Project. My name's Sean, and I'm joined by three other good friends of mine. Abel, how's it going? Doing good. What's up, buddy? Zach? Good. How's it going? And then, last but not least, Carter. Hey, gentlemen. How's it going? Ch- Can we your... just mention that that might Zach be the first it up time Zach's not last? Yeah, we changed it up a bit there, I think. I haven't done it in a little while, so I figured maybe we'll change it up, see what's going on now. Boost his confidence a bit. So this week I got a special guest on the podcast. We got Corey Bellmore. He holds the world record for the beer mile. Uh, it was a pretty good interview, guys. What did you guys think of it? Yeah, I thought it was probably our uh, best guest so far. He had a lot of great stories to tell us, and uh, hopefully we can get him back on sometime soon. Yeah, I think he really uh, gave us some good information. I think he's a he's a nice, humble guy. You know, He's a good guy to talk to, I think, overall learned a lot about what the beer mile is. Yeah, like Zach said, looking forward to maybe getting him on here some more. Yeah, just adding that on to uh, what Abel said. Yeah, like he was he's very humble and, uh, you know, he uh, willing to take time off his plate to take this interview and, uh, you know, share his his wild stories about how he got into the this uh, event. And, you know, so it's, it's not every day that you, you kind of, hear about this so it's kind of neat to talk about it yeah so i won't i won't talk about the interview too much but he is a detroit lions fan so we did give him a bit of a hard time about that but i think i'll, I'll leave it at that and i'll throw it off the interview interview right here so i'd now like to welcome on to the podcast the world record holder for the beer mile a canadian Corey bellmore thanks for coming on Corey. hey no problem glad to be on boys so I just wanted to get this, just straighten things out right away. So it's the beer mile, it's chug a beer, run a lap, times four, basically, right? Exactly, yeah. So the beer has to be 355 milliliters, and then the beer have, has to be at least 5% alcohol. So, like, how did you get into the beer mile? Like, it's kind of, like, it's not exactly your everyday track event, I guess, but how did you get into it? Uh, so I had heard about it when I joined the university uh, track and field and cross-country team. Uh, and then in the off season of I think my second year of cross country, it is like the rain, a week that we take in between as a break is called like binge week. So during binge week we did a beer mile. Uh, it's supposed to be just a fun thing, stay competitive, but like enjoy yourself. And everyone like kept saying like, man, you gotta like try one of these. So I tried one, uh, took my time in it just because everyone said like if you try and gun it, like you'll puke or it just won't go well. Uh, and then I didn't really do one for another two years until my friend came over, um, two th- like two years after in the summer. I just finished like a 12 hour work day and he had a six pack in his hand. He's like, Hey man, like, I know you're just finishing up dinner, but like, we're going to do a like beer mop the track. So it was getting dark out and he's like, man, we got to go now. So we went to the track, did the beer mop and then, yeah, that's how it started. But I just heard about it previously just from the university team and like, most teams will do it in the off season just for like a fun thing. 
I guess like back in like the nineties or so. That's when like they first started doing it. Eighties, I guess, nineties. Uh, that's when they first started making the rules for it, and then it sort of just, I guess, become like a tradition for like off-season track and field teams or cross-country teams. Just like kind of an excuse to just drink beer while we have track probably. Uh, essentially, yeah. Now, the first time you actually did like the beer mile, what was your time? Do you remember? First time I ever did it was it was uh, five fifty or no, it was five thirty-three. It was. Wow, that's still pretty good, but hey, you you improved over time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you're uh, you're the world record holder, and so correct me if I'm wrong, but is your time uh, four minutes and thirty three seconds? That is right. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. So what was your what was the reaction from your family and friends then? Um, <laughs> it was sort of a laughable uh, reaction. The person I was most actually worried about, like. My grandma, she's, like, very reserved, very casta, um, and she actually, like, follows me on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, just to, like, keep in touch with what's going on, and I was worried about her seeing all this stuff, because, like, I didn't know how she would take it, and <laughs> she actually called me up one night after she heard everything, and she was like, Corey, what's all this beer stuff I'm seeing about you? And I was like, the first thing I said there, I was like, don't worry, like, I'm not an alcoholic, I just did this beer competition, have to be good at it, like. I'm like, it's not going to take over my life. Like, it was just a fun thing. Don't worry. Uh, now her priest, actually, that, that the church she goes to, he jokes all the all the time with her about it. So, yeah, the person I was, like, most worried about was her, and, and she's pretty cool with it. So I, I'm not too worried about what anyone else thinks, really. Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Um, so we know you train um, for track because you're a track star and everything. So it's one thing to run um, – run around the track and, and train for that, but to add the beer into the mix, do you, like, do you train for at all for that aspect? Because, like, you can't just run around the track and just slam beers down in public because, you know, that's, that's illegal. But, like, do you train um, to mix both that in? No, I, I don't train at all for that specifically. Uh, just train to be the best runner I can. And then on race day, I just pray to God that my stomach's going to be able to handle all the alcohol and all the volume that's going to be in my stomach. Uh, I guess the closest thing I could say to training would be, like, sometimes I'll do a workout right after eating a big meal just because how my schedule's set up, I'll just eat, like, a big lunch, and then I'll have a workout after. And I guess I just learned to be, like, to have that uncomfortable uncomfortable feeling in my stomach. Right. And then right. I guess some nights in the off-season, I guess, like, boys will have a few chugs or something like that so that's the closest thing you could say to training but other than that no it's just strictly around training so uh what's your beer of choice just like on like an any day uh type of deal uh i'm sponsored by like flying monkeys brewery uh so they're at a berry ontario um they have actually they have, they have a couple of different ones so they have this one, it's like, they have a few different types depending on my mood, but I'm a big IPA guy and they like to make like really hoppy beers. Right. They have this one IPA, it's a citrus IPA, uh, it's called Juicy Ass. That one's actually very good. And then they have, this one's more of like a summer if you're just sitting by the pool, it's a raspberry hibiscus beer. It's about like 4.1%. Uh, that one's very good as well. So I think those are my two favorites from them. Fair enough. Uh, 
Sal, how much fast do you think you'd be if you were just uh, chugging down some bug light? <laughs> how much faster do I think I could be if I chug bug light? Is that what you said? Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> why? Because it's basically water? <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually, I'm not too sure. Like, I don't think it really matters what kind of like beer it is. It's all about how fast my laps are in between that, how fast my chugs are. So, they're not much faster like my chugs can really get. Like, I pretty much chug it as quick as it comes out of the bottle. Um, I did do like a 424 that actually it got uh, ruled as a disqualification because I left too much foam in a bunch of the beers. I was just trying to rush too quick. Uh, so I think I think the time can get quicker regardless of the beer. I just I can't rush quite as much. Yeah, uh, understandable. Just to go off of that uh, disqualification, you're actually wondering about that. How how much of the uh, beer do you have to finish? Like, what what made you like get disqualified there? So you're allowed because no matter how like well you chug it, unless you literally suck the rest of the foam out, there's gonna be something in there. So once it settles, it's always a bit of liquid. Uh, so you're allowed four ounces left over, which is actually it's a decent amount, but with how quick you're running, how quick you're chugging, and then, like, putting them on the table, there's always going to be a bit of leftover. Anyways, I had 4.4 leftover. Um, so, yeah, I was just rushing too much. And then, actually, on my third beer, I knocked over my fourth. It rolled around a little bit and then foamed up even more. So, I I, I just I just screwed up pretty bad on that one. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, we were just doing some research on this. We uh, we found out that there was a beer two mile, which is, you know, eight beers in two miles. Now, I mean, I'm sure if you ask the average guy to go through eight beers, that's going to be hard enough, but ask them to run two miles. It's pretty crazy. Have you ever considered trying it? <laughs> um, that might put me on my deathbed, man. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I think I could do it. I just... I think I'd have to puke though during that. Like that's pretty excessive. Eight beers in less than ten minutes or so, or right around ten minutes. That's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we uh, you know, we, we've been following you and your social media and stuff. We uh, we noticed you've been training for the uh, the Olympics. We're wondering, do you think there's a chance to ever get the uh, beer mile thrown into into the Olympics? <laughs> uh, maybe the beer Olympics. I'm not sure as far as actual Olympics is going. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it amps up some of the spirit, but I, I don't think a lot of people would be happy with it. Yeah, of course. So we always like to ask, too, if there's any other sports you like to follow or any teams you cheer for or anything like that. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm a big football fan. I'm also a big basketball fan. Uh, and I I do like hockey, like I'm Canadian, but I don't fall quite as heavily. Um uh, so basketball and football are definitely my two that I, I follow pretty heavily. So what are your favorite teams for those sports then? Uh favorite teams. So I grew up I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, uh right across the border from Detroit. So I'm a pretty big Detroit sports fan. Uh as hard as it is to be a Lions fan, I am actually a Lions fan. <laughs> and then uh I like the the Pistons as well. I became a Pistons fan when they started doing very well, like towards 2004, 2005, when they won championships. Um, and then I also like the Raptors quite a bit. Okay, yeah. So, uh, 
Is there any chance we can get you to give a Super Bowl prediction for this year? Super Bowl prediction. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even want to say the Lions because they're going to choke probably, but we'll, we'll go with the Lions just to give them a, a bit of hope. Yeah, fair enough, I guess. But uh, they're, they're definitely not going to do it, so you can laugh at that. But stick <laughs> with that answer. Good point. Uh, so we've kept you on here long enough. We really want to thank you for coming on. It's, uh, it was awesome having you on. We hope we can maybe do this again sometime. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, boys. Okay, thanks so much, Corey. And no problem. So that was our interview with Corey. It was an awesome interview, like Zach said in the beginning. Hopefully, we can get him back on here again. Uh, but maybe let's move on to some NHL news now. William Nylander has officially we can we can finally stop stop talking about William Nylander because he's finally signed a contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think it's six years, uh, forty forty two million, close to that. But honestly, yeah, something like that. I'm just happy we can stop talking about it. I mean, I kind of saw it coming as well as. You know, Kyle Dubas, like said, he didn't want to trade Nylander at all while he was a manager. So, I mean, I think most people kind of saw it coming, but just for, like, the amount of time it took and the last second that it did happen, it happened right at the deadline, I heard. It got a call right before, I think it was half hour before the deadline for it. And they said, or he basically called them and said, let's make a deal right at half an hour before the deadline for that i was just gonna say like yeah uh it was just like a long couple months of them going back and forth and it i don't know i wouldn't say like it looks bad on both ends but it just seems like when you're waiting that long and you finally make a deal right at the end like near the deadline i wouldn't say that it makes it look bad for the team but it seems like you don't really want to play there as much, like especially with the with the success and the talent that's on the team. Like, why why would you not? Like, does it really matter to sacrifice? You know, a couple million here, not not, not even a couple million. Like he was asking, um, can't remember what he was asking originally, but to sacrifice, you know, a couple thousand here and there just to be on a team that has success. Yeah. Now now it seems like the question going forward is are they going to be able to sign some of these younger players who are going to be asking for probably a little bit more? Like you got Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner's probably going to get maybe, I would think, more than Nylander. Now you have all these players looking for big-time money, and they have very little well, salary cap to play now. Okay, yeah, with, with the salary cap, um, Gary Batman actually increased the salary cap limit, so they might actually be able to sign some of these younger players. Well, I, I know what you're talking about. They're, they increased the limit. but Well, not – yeah, they increased the salary cap. But that's for, I think, next year. And they really only increased it by $3.5 million maybe. I, like, I guess, it, yeah. Oh, there, there's been bigger increases in the past, but this isn't that significant of an increase, I don't think. I'm just looking forward to seeing something else on TSM now. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I'm sure we'll still see enough of the Leafs, but at least it won't be centered around one player. Yeah, yeah fair I'm, enough. I'm sure they'll have a few contract talks coming up with signing Austin Matthews now, Mitch Marner. There'll be tons of contract talks now. Oh, yeah. We've got a Wait, nice little over there, so hopefully they can build on that. Okay, so now we can move over to the West Coast where we have some big news. Seattle's going to be getting a team in 2021, I think it is. The Seattle. Yeah. They, they still have a team name, but... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, what do you guys think? There's, they've 
released a list of, uh, I think, 14 or 15 team names. Which one do you guys think sounds the best? Or, or if you have any other suggestions, See, so, uh, what they should be called. I think it's going to be something cool. Like, they have, I think Boeing manufactures a ton of their planes there in Seattle. So I think it's going to be something really close to, like, airplane. It could be something like Seattle Sonics. I think it's going to be, like, Seattle Sonics. Sonics. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I honestly do. You're gonna, they're going to be called after the NBA team. I, I honestly, I don't see why not. No, I don't think they can do that. You know, my my opinion, I think they'll be called the Seattle Kraken. Really? Is one of the – yeah, I saw that as a listed name, and I think that from all the other ones that they've given, I think that one sounds the best. And to be honest, they gave they gave it a long list, and they have betting odds. Yeah. The, the top, like the most favorited bet right now is the Seattle Totems. Personally, I think that's the worst name. Really? It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't sound good. I don't, I don't, does not I don't sound like good. it. I, I, I personally kind of like the Seattle Renegades. I saw one that was actually pretty good. It was uh, – here, I'll, I'll go search it up. You guys – Abel, what do you think? I didn't, I didn't mind the you – know, like the Seattle Sea Lions. doesn't sound terrible. It doesn't sound terrible. How about the Seattle Seagull Hawks? That's, that, that's too close <laughs> to <laughs> – Okay, so there's some other team names here. They have Seattle Emeralds, uh, Seattle – yeah, that's, that's uh, the Kraken, like I think Zach said, and the Sockeyes. This might be yeah. tricky for them, not going to lie. No. Do you have the list up with no, you right that's now? No, just five of them I have. It seems the theme for all these names. Yeah, okay, I'll go try to pull it up It seems the list. theme for all these names are all animals, like firebirds, cougars, eagles, whales. Yeah, yeah, whales I saw as one as well. There's Yeah, there's quite a bit of them. There's, oh, here we go. I have a list now. Yeah, uh, like the Kraken, fire, firebirds. You said a lot of them so far. Yeah, yeah I got a list as well. Eagles. Seattle Eagles. I don't think they could go with that. No. Uh, Seattle Sea Lions, Seals, Rainiers. Yeah. I don't know how you would say it. That's a pretty high one as well. I don't Rainiers. know how to exactly pronounce that. Rain. I'm not Rainiers. Sure. Yeah, I don't think that wouldn't. I don't think that'd be a good name at all. But that's a pretty heavily favored one Named as well. After the and, yeah, the Sockeyes, which yeah, but yeah, which the the Sockeyes as well, which is a pretty. I don't know. I don't. I don't we like probably, any of those. The sockeyes totem. We probably won't hear for a name for a little bit. I don't think so. They have lots of time to figure it out. You know so, what's going to be interesting? Oh though? yeah. I was thinking with the addition of a hockey team in Seattle, do you think that'll increase the odds of basketball heading back there? Something to think about. Yeah, I think that's but, yeah. Something to think about maybe, but yeah, I think like depending on like how attendance is and like you know the success of the hockey team. I think that'll really tell if Seattle can handle, you know, a basketball team as well. Yeah. I think well, it'd like, be interesting to see if they yeah, can bring think, one back there. I just think it's a great idea for the t- hockey team. I mean, Seattle, I don't know how – I honestly think Seattle would have been a much better, like, city for hockey than Las Vegas was. I mean, like, personally, I think Seattle should have been in it before Vegas was in it. I mean, that's true, but, like – Think about all the people that would go during, say, winter to go down to Las Vegas for just a vacation, and then they can just stop by and, you know, somehow plan yeah, out to go see a hockey game there. Seattle, Seattle has, have you seen the Seahawks fan? They're, there's nuts for their oh, team. Yeah. Like, they're, they're like the Ryder fans. They're like all the 12th man or yeah, whatever. Like, I think they would just absolutely go nuts with the sea. Uh, they'd be like the Jets fans, I think, with the hockey. They just go nuts for their team. But at the yeah, same think... time, 
more loyal fan At the base. same time, when you think about it, Las Vegas doesn't have, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, they don't have any professional sports teams other than the Golden Knights, right? Yeah, Abel does have a Yeah, so I think, yeah. yeah, I think with having a, when they decided to bring the Golden Knights to Las Vegas, I think part of the thought process must have been, you know, if we can get, you know, just one sports team there, even if you're not a big fan. Well, they currently yeah, are. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, with Oakland moving there soon and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, like, by bringing a team there, it doesn't really matter what sport it is. Even people who are only, like, you know, like, mildly interested in hockey are now going to be a fan, right? Because it's the only sports team they have. So I think that's what played into them choosing Las Vegas as a destination. No, yeah, it makes sense yeah. as well. But, like, I mean, just for, like, Hockey city-wise, I mean, Seattle should be the favorite. So I think we should maybe move on to some NFL now. Agreed? Fair enough. Sure, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Some tough news in the NFL with Kareem Hunt. Tough fantasy news as well. Some fantasy fantasy owners. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. The TMZ released a video of, of him. It was back in, I think it was February. So this took a bit of time to come to surface. Video of him being on a female i don't know how else to say it shoving a female yeah it wasn't it wasn't the greatest video to watch but wasn't wasn't a ray rice type of but, but you, you to saw be, it but to be but it was yeah to be so totally honest, honest it's out of the, the chiefs online. handled this so well and the nfl handled it so well i feel like this is already an old story almost i would agree exactly. the fact that uh, not only the chiefs but the other teams in the nfl too you know i think they made a mistake recently in washington with reuben foster and claiming him off waivers, the fact that nobody claimed Kareem Hunt shows that the league as a whole is committed to getting these kind of people away from their, you know, their organization. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate too, though, as like he was like a emerging star, if you'd say it. Like he did have a good career lined out for him and just this, the one clip or one day night that he did this or whatever, now his career is just, yeah, Gone. so he, he did come out and apologize. He made a public video with ESPN. The reporter kind of made, uh, I don't know, shit on, shit on him, I guess, as best as she could. But it had to be done, I guess. It was, there's no really excuse for what he did. But he handled himself so well, I think. I just want to yeah, know but... how the video didn't surface until now. If this is from February. Yeah, that's... yeah, I totally agree. Do you guys think he ever comes back? No. no. No, was not nope. as severe as the Ray Rice situation, but I think you've got to put him under the same category. I yeah, I yeah. don't see it happening. Yeah, then if if they do bring him back, then it kind of shows the NFL having any tolerance for this. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. To bring him back will just bring you know negative publicity all over again. Who knows? Maybe he ends up in a uh, Saskatchewan like our friend Trent Richardson. Hey? Right. Oh, he'll come into camp overweight just like Trent Richardson. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of okay, Speaking of when you said overweight, uh, I mean, this made me think of uh, a certain running back who's actually disappeared. I was just curious if any of you guys know where he, where Eddie Lacy's at nowadays. <sighs> Eddie Lacy's over at McDonald's eating a Big Mac, probably. Holy, that guy went. Jeez. <laughs> that guy went downhill fast. I remember because I mean, I think it was 2015, I believe. He was – I had him on my fantasy team, I think. It was one of those years around then. And he was absolutely, like, lighting it up for Green Bay. 
And now he just he came to the one practice or whatever over training camp or whatever it was overweight, and you don't hear from him again. Well, you know what? Speaking of downhill and fantasy football, you know, quick shameless plug here. I'm pretty sure you guys were all talking about how my fantasy football team was going to go downhill with without Kareem Hunt. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, still finished with the number two seed and got the bye week. Simmer down is one week. Yeah, you might happened. not even get your money. Hey, so. let, 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 yeah. let's, I just want to throw it out there. This one week, who did I beat? This one week, Drew Brees put up eight points. Wasn't as well, I two and zero so. against Ooh. you this year, though? Doesn't matter. It comes down to who places higher. Did I not place higher than you? Is it final yet? <sighs> All I know is I'm sitting here with the bye week while you're stressing over your uh, your matchup this I'm week. I'm not not stressed at all, actually. <laughs> Farthest thing from stress. Oh, so are you guaranteeing a victory? Not guaranteeing anything. I'm just. I would be. I'd be less stressed. I'd be way more stressed if I lost my starting running back and best running back than where I am. Hey, right well, now. I'll tell you what, may have lost them. You're just okay. Still okay, just, we get it. Just, we get, you two are in playoffs. We get it. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, so that pretty much concludes our week for sports. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the interview. Make sure you go and follow us on our Instagram. Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and sign off, guys. <laughs> yeah, see you guys. Uh, you know, we had a good interview this time, and uh, hopefully we can get a couple more for you out. Yeah, like you said, more interviews coming soon, hopefully. You know, we've uh, taken a bit of a break because of finals, but be ready in the new year. We'll have some stuff in store for you. Yeah, you know, you both you guys hit the nail on the head there. I don't really have much to add, but uh, yeah, I'll, uh, hopefully we can get another one out soon. So that's been Episode 9 of The Basement Project. Thanks for uh, tuning in. We'll see you next week. Everything changes.